yeah, we're recording. We're live. All right. <laughs> Here with Patrick Blackdale again. You were on, you, we did episode four, I think it was, and we talked about guide school and everything and um, just how you were going to go about that. Um, and we talked during the season that went okay for your first round. It did. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I helped at all, but <laughs> you did. Yeah, and thanks for having me back here, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I brought up earlier as well, it's it's a lot harder to get people to talk on a podcast than I thought, um, and so that's been a struggle trying to figure out, you know, who to talk to, what about, and what to do. And so, you've kind of been that like almost anchor for a little bit where it's like, Hey Pat, like, dude, I need somebody to talk to you. Hey, do you want to do a podcast? Like, let's I'm figure always out here something for you, man. Do. Yeah. So that's been sweet. And like, even when I, when we talked yesterday, I was like, what do we want to talk about? Like, I don't know, man. Like, let's figure it out. And you came up with pretty good idea. I feel like I like it. I was into it. I'm stoked on it. Me too. Thanks. Um, so I'm glad I have your input <laughs> and you're like, all right, dude, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pat came up with this idea um, of doing our top 10 flies and kind of going back and forth and talking about our top 10 favorite flies. Or um, We discussed a little bit outline of how we wanted to do it. Um, pretty pretty vague, yeah, really. Yeah, pretty vague. I put a couple like little things in there like, hey, let's do this. Like, Let's try and make sure we have a variety of dries, nymphs, maybe streamers, whatever. Um, and then we're going to, we're actually going to go, we're going to flip a coin to see who kind of goes first and talk about our flies. And we're going to discuss kind of, I, I would say, just go into what we want to do with our flies, uh, how we fish it, um, when we like to fish them, what we like to fish with it, whatever. Um, that's how I just describe kind of what we're doing. Hey, Sounds great. Go. Let's do it. This is like <laughs> the beginning of a football game. Yeah, right. <laughs> So basically the layout is we can't, we, we kind of made up a rule. We can't repeat any flies. So Pat says one, um, I'm not allowed to say it after that. So we have a list of our flies and a couple backups. Um, I don't know how, I haven't seen your list. You haven't seen mine. We have no nope. idea what these flies are going to be, but Scouts these are, honor. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be some repeats. So I have a couple on my list that are like, all right, just in case, you know, these are my next favorites. These are my second favorites, you know, or whatever. The bottom of the box. Um, I definitely like, I know when, when we talked about this yesterday, I got, I got home late from work last night, but I was like, dude, I got to start writing some stuff down. I did you the know? same like, thing. It's <laughs> like, I got, I got to get some stuff out of my head. Like this is, I like this idea, Yeah. but I struggled. Yeah. Dude, I, I had so like a lot of contemplation in my head like all right is this is this really one of my favorites is this you know? worthy like, of the top 10 and it's like do i want to tell people about this one? exactly you know? yeah. it's like this oh, one's maybe too good too. where i don't want to tell like so th i almost have some backups where it's like all right this is might be something we talk about off the air <laughs> so i'm like dude i don't know these are too good like nobody knows what these ones are very Gotta few people yeah fish certain flies but I, I have one that for sure that you might have seen, but um, I'm going to talk about it. It's really hard to find. I'll, I'll go into it when I talk about it. I don't think you'll Sweet. say this one. but um, So basically, yeah, we're going to talk about some flies here, our favorites. Um, I guess coming from two guides, coming from um, Patrick, who works in the fly shop, sees a lot of different flies. I think you have an advantage on me that way. 
where you might have a little bit more creativity there where it's like mm. you might see some more flies just because yeah, you maybe. know not working out of a fly shop like yeah i, I could see I where you're see, coming from i don't see as many as i would say you do you know when you might be doing stocking or whatever and refilling the bins or, i do like that about working in the shop yeah i always have it's cool because but as you know there's thousands of fly patterns tens of thousands so yeah i mean yeah and you could probably take our top 10 list for the rest of your life and do just fine see i want to bring up a point later on about that yeah. and we'll i want to bring it up a little bit later but right. we'll talk about that too. because right. i have an idea for that and i'm gonna ask you a question later just be ready for that type of topic but okay um do you want to do the honors you want to flip the coin i'll do it I'll, do you want me to flip you call yeah you're the guest i'll flip you All call right. okay Tails. Off the beer can. Tails. It's tails. You want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I'm going to go. I think okay. the advantage is to go here. All right. So I'm going to go. And I'm going to go. I'm going to do countdown style. I'm going to start at 10. You're doing like you're doing like your least favorite or what? Like 10 your least favorite? Yeah. I oh, think man. I think you got them structured like that. I just kind of willy-nilly like wrote Well, it, like. it's not necessarily in that <laughs> order, but I think it just adds some suspense. Okay. Number okay. one is a special one to me, but I'm going to go. I'm going to start at 10, and I'm just going to get it out of the way right away, Cam, and I'm going to throw the chubby on the list. Ooh, I thought about that one. Yeah. I definitely – I didn't write it down, but I definitely was like, man – it's going to come up somewhere or it's going to be an honorable mention. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it but, made my list. Um, and you know why, but, um, you know, the chubby is a, it's a great indicator. It's a great dry fly. Um, it can be a hopper, it can be a stone fly. It could be a mouse. Um, things just, a you know, it's, it's an awesome fly. It's a guide fly and it's easy to tie. Yep. So, and, I mean, it's cork if you tie it right, you know, totally. cause it's, it can be, I mean, I know when I tie it, I'm sure you tie them too, but mm -hmm. I mean, I throw foam underneath my dubbing. I'll tie in like four mil foam underneath my dubbing. Like, all right, this thing's never going to drown. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like I want it floating high all day. Keep it high. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I knew I like, I, like I said, I had a feeling that one was going to come up. Um, I, I definitely throw that on my list as well. It's not written down, but, mm -hmm. um, just the, I mean, you can do a lot of different things with that fly. Oh, yeah. And depending on size, depending on color, anything, you can provoke those fish to come up and eat it. Or you can throw, you know, size six stonefly underneath it or, you yeah. know, anything underneath it if it's riding high. It's a great guide pattern. Do you – so this is something weird that I do with the chubby. Okay. Um, I, I haven't seen anybody do it, but they always look at me weird. I've seen one other person do it, and that's Matt Miller. Okay. But and he kind of taught me this, but I comb out the wings. Oh, okay. Do you comb out. I I have like two little like combs that I buy from Walmart or something that interesting. I, I keep in my boat bag and I'll comb them out. When I lose my comb, it's a it's game over. It's a big man. deal. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, where's my comb? Where'd that go? Like, <laughs> you who need to stole keep my it comb? in your beard? <laughs> yeah, right. Just <laughs> store it in my beard like a pick. Just that could be totally your that'd your be my look. thing yeah. yeah they're like yeah i got my my chubby comb in there yeah you're gonna get some sponsorships but, I mean, if you do that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> people will know oh yeah but basically like i mean what i do is like once i grease it up is i'll take that comb and comb out the wing because sometimes when you grease them up like that wing gets a little bunch just clumped together and if you comb it out, it creates almost more surface area mm -hmm. in my head mm -hmm. and you can see it better. And I feel like it rides higher. Yeah. And it casts yeah. better. And like, yeah. 
Because you know that first like couple casts when you cast a chubby and it just gets soft with water. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, like what happened? I just greased that. Yeah, you want the wing to be fluffy. The comb, dude. That's a great idea. I've always, I've always kind of like tried to, I guess, comb out with my fingers a little bit, like pull the fibers apart. It's not the same. But no, yeah, the comb's a great idea. And if you do it too much, that. like with your fingers, like it, you might pull it out. Like if you yeah. don't tie it right, or if you buy one from the store and it's not tied right, or if you're a hack tire like me. Yeah, it's right. coming apart. I super glue the hell out of those things. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I glue a lot of them. I use a lot of cement yeah. and glue on Got a lot to. of my flies. I just, I don't want them falling apart. Totally. One other thing you can do with the chubby too, that's kind of cool with your foam, is after you cut your rectangles of foam or, or whatever shape you're using, you can spray them with 3M Scotchgard too. And really? Yeah, and then it, it seals all those cells up so they're way... I've never heard that one. Way more floaty. Huh. Yeah. Just They just don't get saturated. Way easy. more floaty. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually just, I mean, they'll get I beat up too. I but list, dude. I wrote a lot bigger than you did. Yeah, I wrote really thin and small. Yeah, you, I wrote like bold, sharpie, like... <laughs> I better scared. hide that. Okay. All right. So you threw out the chubby, man. I don't want to like, I don't want to burn you on any of these flies, but you went for the bottom of the list there. Hey, you do whatever you want. Let me go through here a little bit and see which one I'll figure it out. Bottom of the list here. I don't know. So (laughs) I got to throw one out. That's obvious to me because I talk about it all the time and I've already done a podcast about it, but the pheasant tail knew it. Knew it. Did it? it that was the first run, one I wrote down. Mm-hmm. It was like pheasant tail's key. I oh, mean, yeah. it's it's like I said, it's an obvious choice for me, and I feel like you know you saw that coming. Oh yeah. And if anybody's listening to this who has listened to my previous podcast, they probably saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Was that on yours? Oh yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> just cross that off really quick. <laughs> um, I had to, man. It's no, gonna it's... be. See, we're gonna work down to the bottom. And it's gonna be like, oh man, but. It's great. No, I mean the pheasant tail. It's I. I have it even written down. You know, I. I tie it anywhere between a twelve and a twenty-two. Um, mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you go that small way up to a twenty-two, you can throw a glass bead on it. You don't have to throw any weight with it. It's great for betas. It's great for small mayflies. Um, it's great for stones if you tie it big. You know, I mean, it really does mimic a lot of different things. So and much. Yeah, if you've listened to. My other podcast, I can't remember which one it might be right now, episode three or something. I talk about fishing naturals and just going to- more towards the natural area. So pheasant tail is an obvious choice for me. Good I call. I don't think I have to go too much more into it. No, that's a great call. I'm with you there. All right. Uh, number nine for me, it's a dry. Ooh. Um, extended body parachute atoms. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I like I like the parachute atoms, obviously. It's yeah. a great fly. Um, the extended body for me has been an awesome fly because it can do everything a regular parachute atoms can do and a little bit more like when you get into slick water or low clear water and the fish are just that little bit more picky. I think it just looks a little bit more realistic. And, and I've, I've, I've caught some great fish when fish are Is are that picky. tied like – with the extended body, is that is that? Do you tie those with? Is that tied with deer hair on the back? Or no, what, what no. Is that for you can use that? you can use all different kinds of stuff. Okay, foam is a good one. Oh, okay. Little tiny sliver of foam. Yep. Basically, I got gotcha. you. That's the easiest way. That's how I tie it. Um, We're gonna have to talk about. A, I'm gonna have to show you a fly here later. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna talk about it on here yet, but okay. I have a fly I think you'll like. That's a lot like that. 
And then they sell like pre-made extended bodies mm-hmm. too that are like yeah. a synthetic material too. But I think MFC has a lot of those, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I, I love that fly, man. And, and same thing, um, big Drake patterns yep. down to small betas patterns, runs yeah. the gamut, PMDs, all that stuff. So and do you tie it in the, in the natural, I mean, the, just the regular gray, like the parachute atoms, you tie it in different colors or that's typically what I do. Yeah. yeah just like your done color. I heard of a cool one, like, um, a, a hair's ear parachute atoms. Okay. Tying it in hair's ear dubbing instead cool. and just a little bit it's just a little bit different coloration just almost gives it if you use the right hair zero i feel like it's a little bit more buggy definitely too. yeah kind of i've never i haven't tied any but i've seen them and they're they're pretty badass huh, that's cool but, I'm write that down. all right well you went for the dry i'm gonna talk about that just a little bit too um so i had a feeling you're gonna bring up parachute atoms that's kind of i feel like that's on a lot of people's lists of definitely. those flies that are just like these are staples in boxes you know like we Everyone has a parachute atoms, you know? I oh, mean, yeah. And even on guide trips, you know, everyone, oh, I'd be throwing a parachute atoms right now if I was you. Like Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand that completely. So I have a dry written down that is one of my staples um, for a caddis pattern. Um, it's the Ferimsky's fluttering caddis. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one? I think so, yeah. So Ben Ferimsky is based out of Crested Butte, Colorado, which isn't far from us in Gunnison here. Um, dude, got the dog in between the legs, wagging the tail. <laughs> um, but the fluttering caddis, it's it's definitely on the list where it's like you don't want to tell too many people as I'm saying it on the podcast. Good thing nobody really listens to this. Yeah, but your secret's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very safe. I'll tie this bug like anywhere between 12 and 16. Um, but basically what it is, I mean, it's on a – conventional dry fly hook um it's got a little bit of foam on the back like just a little pinch of foam and then you tie it actually with deer hair you do a little wing material like you would for a hopper or something like that in whatever color you want you can do it white tan yellow depending on what color caddis you're trying to mimic same with the foam you can go black brown tan yellow um and you actually use deer hair instead of elk hair on it. it spins better it stacks a little bit easier and there's, I've seen one video online that shows you how to make it. That's where you know it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, there's only one video that yeah. shows you how to do it. So if, you, if you're going to search it, look up Ferimsky's Fluttering Caddis. Um, but the cool thing about it is it floats high and dry. I mean, it's got foam. It's got deer hair. It's got wing material. It's pretty hard to beat that, you know. And oh, yeah. The thing, I, the thing about dries that I was I'm, – I'm glad you brought up the parachute atoms a little bit, but I've kind of – I've moved a little bit of my dry fly tying towards flies. I don't have to maintain as much. Oh yeah. And that's why I tie a lot of foam dry flies. Nice things that I'm like, I dude, I don't want to have to keep shaking this all day, especially if you got a client or somebody, you know, you're trying to teach how to throw dries and you know, it's a little bit harder for them to keep it riding high. It's a game changer. I mean that, that fly, if you learn how to tie it right, you can crank them out and there's only three materials to it. You know, it's super easy and I'll show you some of those too. They're, they're money. Sweet. But nice. All right. So there's my, my, one of my main drives. All right. I like it. Ferimsky's fluttering caddis. Good. Okay. I'm going to go to a streamer now. Ooh, streamers. 
just to cover all. So you get, oh, so I you, haven't done an intro. You went, you went first, so I, I, I like being able to counteract what you're doing. I'm like, okay, I'm going dry fly. Cool, I'll go dry fly too. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one of my favorite streamers, it's a home invader. And it's a really simple tie. It's dumbbell eyes. It's basically dumbbell eyes, marabou, and, and dubbing, uh, like a synthetic dubbing, the way I tie it. I think the real pattern has a little bit more going on. I'm but not, I say it really. I, I'm I not it a huge simple. streamer junkie anymore. So like everyone tells me all these streamer names. I'm like, yeah, there's a million of them. Oh, it's insane these days. Yeah, it's I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but oh, I'm it's okay. Like, no, I'm like home invader. Okay, I've never heard of this one. All right. Well, it's a, it's an easy tie. It's a really um, it's a really, I just think a sexy looking streamer, and um, it's one that since it is so easy, if you know, if I lose one or if I put a client on it and they lose it, not that you lose that many streamers yeah, anyways. Hopefully not. But um, if it gets beat up or whatever, I'm not worried about it because it's just, you know, it's simple materials yeah. and just a cool streamer. So, yeah, I, I don't have too much more to say about it, really. It's just check out the Home Invader. It's a good fly. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to write that one down. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I only have one streamer written down. I think um, that was pretty much my one streamer, too. But on that topic, it's just like streamers are so mainline these days. I mean, it's like everybody wants to fish streamers. It's really become a thing, hasn't it? And I don't know if there's um, you follow East Rosebed Fly Shop on Instagram? I don't, but I am familiar with the shop. They, there's a blog that the guy does. And I'm assuming it's the owner of the shop, but he does. A, it's called the Foul Hooked Whitey. Okay, and that's the shop that's like ACDC, yeah, exactly. Style, right? Yeah. yeah, and they're they're super. Like I've talked to them a little bit, not much, just off Instagram, but like super sure. cool dudes. But like, they're pretty over like the mainstream stuff. Like, and man, this dude just he wrote an article about streamer fishing, just millennials streamer fishing, and <laughs> just dude just annihilated everybody you can think of. But nice. I just I don't like I'll fish them here and there. I don't fish them with clients too much. I don't really either. It's really, for me, it's only with maybe a couple of repeat clients who I know yeah, like can, it yeah. and, and can. And that's, you know, I know when they show up, like, at some point today, they're going to want to throw a streamer right. for a while. You know, it's part of their thing. What number are we even on? How many have you done? Uh, that was seven. So or you, that, was, done three. that was my third one. Okay, cool. I've done two. All right, so I'm going to get my streamer out of the way. Okay. Um. And like I said, I, you know, honestly, I couldn't tell you too much about them. Um, but mine's coffee sparkle minnow. Um, it's just, it's buggy. It's bright. I can see it. And I think that's a huge part about streamer fishing. I like to throw it and out of the boat mainly. I don't do a whole lot of walkway streamer fishing. It's more fun kind of out of the boat for me. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think being able to see it is part of the, you know, the game. If I can see it, you know, obviously fish can see it, but if you're standing high in a boat and can see that sparkle minnow, you're like, oh, man, I know exactly where my fly is. And it's kind of cool watching those fish come up. And it's just – it's I'm not very good at tying them. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, it's not a hard tie. It's just there's some aspects to it that I haven't quite honed my skills on yet. Sure. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a really simple streamer. But, I mean, yeah, it's marabou and dubbing pretty much. Yeah. Just sparkle dubbing and a cone head, and it's – one hook, you know, don't have to get too crazy on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's my streamer. I mean, the, I like the sparkle minnow, 
it's one of my favorites i mean in the autumn colors and white and gold and olive all of it so cool that's a good one and i've always thought with the sparkle minnow if officially a panther martin right or a blue fox <laughs> they'll eat a freaking sparkle minnow. yeah and it's you just know. like you know it's one of those where it's like in your home when you hit it it's like you cast hit the bank it's like boom i'm here i'm ready and fish is i feel like they just attack that thing totally so good one good one i like that all right i'm gonna throw a nymph in here classic nymph oh no copper john Ooh, yeah copper john do you like that oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> what i like about the copper john is that it's similar to that pheasant tail but then you get this color aspect too you can tie it in all these different sizes it can imitate all this different stuff but you can tie it in any color you want with that wire and it's a totally different fly you know it so is i fish a lot of black copper johns throughout yep. the year um you know great bait is pattern stone fly that type of stuff especially you know um in the summer months in the winter time um one of the things i've i've picked up from uh another guide at three rivers is is fishing a chartreuse copper john and i think it's a it's an awesome winter pattern what size uh like a 14 a and you bit. can probably play around with that yeah and i think what that's supposed to imitate is a stonefly that's just molted its exoskeleton and it's just gone through the new instar i guess it's called and they look really bright and they're yeah. easy to see you said chartreuse chartreuse yeah. is yeah i like the chartreuse color if it ain't chartreuse it ain't no exactly. use exactly <laughs> there you go buddy <laughs> so it's a great it's a great pattern and obviously it's got a lot of weight so it's great to fish in tandem with you know, small other smaller nymphs or unweighted nymphs, stuff like that. And Great dropper. I mean, yeah, like you said, the cool part about it is that you can really customize that color any way you want. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had days where, I mean, it's fishing small creeks where it's like, I have a buddy throwing a blue copper, John. You're like, yeah. where, why the hell are you throwing a blue one? And they're eating it like crazy and Looks you can't like nothing, catch it. But yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, here, here's some blue copper, Johns. Totally. What the hell? Yeah. Why not? Huh. Yeah, I mean, pink. I see a lot of pink. I've never fished them. I never I have see, either. I remember there was a time where, like, the red copper john on the Gunnison was the money bug. Oh, yeah. I, well, that'll I, smack some sand. Oh, yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> but what won't? Yeah, right? Yeah, the red <laughs> copper john used to be, I mean, just like 18, 16, 18. I mean, just hammer them. That's cool. Caught a lot of lake trout on a red copper john. Really? Yeah. Down, That's like, really cool. Down near the, like, Cooper's, Cooper's West area. Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'll go to chartreuse a little bit then. Okay. Um, Bar's tongue teaser. Ooh. That one is like when runoff's over and the water is just, I mean, even when runoff's going on, it's a great fly. Um, But when that water starts to green up just a tad, you know, especially here on the gunny, but any home water of yours, I'd say if you have a decent runoff, Right when that water greens up, I mean, I I have to have like, all right, I need four or five dozen of these things because, I mean, with clients, with yourself, you're just going to lose them just because, I mean, obviously you're fishing a little bit dirtier water, but um, I like to throw chartreuse wire on it. Um, Nice. So most of them are tied with like the gold wire, I think, or copper wire, but I'll throw the chartreuse. Maybe that's just personal preference. I don't know if it does any different, Um, but it's... 
I mean, it's pretty much a bigger Copper John, except you're yeah. throwing dubbing on it, peacock dubbing. Um, but I, I definitely, I used to fish the 20-inch stone a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and I moved away from the 20-inch stone to the tongue teaser because materials. Okay. Um, the 20-inch tied with regular peacock curl would just fall apart on me. Sure. And I could never get it where it wouldn't fall apart. You know, after four fish or so, it's just deteriorated. Shredded. Yeah, you're not catching, I mean... You can catch fish on it still, but it's just, it's toast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the tongue teaser because it's, it lasts a little bit longer and materials are, you know, you do a dubbing loop and can wrap that dubbing tight and it's not going to fall apart. Nice. So that one's got to be probably, I'd say close to one of my favorite nymphs. Nice. Is the tongue teaser. Cool. Yeah. I don't that fish that. No? No. Good. I don't fish that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. Right? More for me. Exactly. I might have to now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're giving away some things that's like, oh, never even would have thought about that one. Share the wealth. Yep. All right. I can't. I can't really remember what number we're on now because I'm kind of going out of order. But yeah, me either. I think I did four. One, two, three. I've done four. Okay. So this will be my fifth one. Okay. Uh, number. Five in the countdown for me is going to be an RS2. It's a good one. It's great fly. Um, I don't have it on my list. Okay, I, it, thank it's, God. It's definitely an honorable mention. I was like, <laughs> man, do I do it? What a great fly. Um, the RS2. It's it's really easy to tie. Um, you know, basically just thread, micro fibbit tail, a little bit of dubbing and whatever wing material you want to do i like the sparkle wing i also like uh you know just a just a basic cdc wing you can tie it all different colors but uh i mostly fish like gray yeah black it's a great Uh, trico pattern too it is yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely um could be a midge yeah so who knows what trout really think it is but it's small and they eat it a lot yeah they do so it's it's definitely one of my top flies um and it's it's super natural I it mean, is. it's not fla- like, yeah, you can tie it with the sparkle and it can be flashy or do you tie, do you tie yours beaded or no bead? Typically unbeaded, but this year I started fishing a lot more of the uh, Mercury RS2s yep. that has a glass bead and yep. those were really well, it worked really well for me. So I, I do like, I've tried to do them with the done for the tail, you know, where you do like done hackle for the tail and tie that in. And then I've done also like the. I don't know what kind of material, like the mayfly tails. Yeah. Or whatever, it's like a micro fibbit. Yeah, exactly. And like, have you, do you know how to split those? Yeah. Where you take the tag in? Yeah. yeah. That's a cool little trick. That's typically how I tie them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that pattern. Yeah. No, it's sweet. I definitely, like, every time I tie them, I'm, I, I'm always so weird about, like, proportions and everything when I'm tying. And uh-huh. I'll tie, like, two dozen of them and put them in my box and then go to fish. I'm like, I don't like this anymore. I need to go buy some store-bought ones. I'm like, Dude, it doesn't I am look right there with you. It doesn't look as good as it should. Like, it's not going to catch fish. I'm so with you, man. It's weird, dude. It and is weird. You know it would catch fish. It's just being self-conscious about yep. dumb shit. Yep. No, totally. I, I did that same thing, actually, with a bunch of RS2s. I tied a, a, a bunch of RS2s, you know, seven, eight dozen RS2s a couple winters back. And then I, I didn't have confidence in them for a couple of seasons and I was buying a lot of them and stuff. And then the past two years, I just burned through all the ones that I 
tied and i was like oh they actually do work yeah they yeah. do fish are just yeah. eating these just as well so it's just so funny how it gets in your head though. and i get a size thing about the rs2 as well where if i tie them too big let's say i tie them in a 20 when i'm like oh, i really need a 22 right now I <laughs> right can't, i can't fish this one there's like, no like, way yeah they're not gonna, gonna eat, eat this. that like why would they eat that it's a 20 not a 22 yeah. you know and i get in my own head and it's it's dumb but it's easy to do man that's just tying i guess too and yeah just being picky but oh yeah when sometimes the trout aren't picky and you're just definitely it's hard to experiment on the water especially when yeah. you're getting paid to catch yeah people exactly fish. like ooh, can't try that pattern yeah that's i've never fished that one yet so yep, yep. oh man the rs2 that was definitely it was one of mine or I, I thought about i i tried to go a little out of the box i'm glad yeah no it's good i, I think was you're, nervous. you're being a little more unconventional which is good we're getting both I was, sides yeah, of the coin i was nervous that we were gonna have a lot of the same flies i was too um i i'm gonna save this one i'm gonna wait okay because i know we probably both have it okay but i'm gonna wait all right you, you hold um off. yeah i'm gonna hold off i'm gonna go back to another dry that i like to fish Perfect. um and it's, I found out that it's rel- you can find it relatively easy around town, and a lot of different shops carry it. Um, Jaeger's 409. I don't um, know it. It's a stimmy pattern, but it's got a ton of foam, ton of hackle, ton of wing. It actually it takes a little bit to tie because there's so many materials. Um, but it's one of those bugs. You can look it up, um, and it's spelled Y-E-A-G-E. G-E-R-S, Jaegers 409. Um, and it can come in yellow, black, brown. Um, but the cool thing about it, it's got tons of foam on it. It's super buggy. Uh, it's got nice legs. It's got hackle. It's got elk hair or deer hair, whatever wing material it's got. Um, McFly on. It's got, I mean, you can tie it high vis. You can tie it low vis. You can tie it however you want. Um, I usually typically tie those between a 10 and 14. It's a great just kind of a tractor pattern you can even throw a small dropper below it which is sweet um but i i have found a con with it okay even when i tie them or i buy them because i i had to do an experiment like okay is it just me am i tying them weird and it spins tip it if you tie oh. it like as your first fly you usually you're usually okay mm-hmm. uh, if you tie it as your back fly like smaller or something like that it'll spin that tip it and it just is a cluster. Interesting. So I don't I don't know if that's just the way. I yeah, it's super strange. But they both do it. It's maybe it was the tippet I was using at the time. But I break it out on certain occasions, and I usually only use it as like that point fly on a dry fly rig. Like yeah. First fly, then I throw something smaller behind it. That way they can see it or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's sweet, man. Um, nice. Jaeger's, Jaeger's four oh nine. It's one of those kind of kept secrets that's like all right like this is this is a fly that floats high and dry and it's easy to maintain i'm gonna check that out yep do you skate uh when you fish like a, a you like can. bigger dries do you yep. skate a lot yeah i do yeah. um i do it a lot in the mend okay. i've been working on my dry fly fishing a lot i gotta attribute again matt miller old blunt mouth to that kind of getting me in more into the dry fly fishing but the mend is key dude like being able to mend that fly and mint if you're fishing a double dry rig like being able to mend both flies and manipulate them is is key and being able to skate them a little bit and whatnot but it, i've i've grown a lot towards dry fish dry fly fishing it's a it's an art man it is and it's so much fun dude it's awesome this year was an incredible dry fly year 
unreal, dude. I mean, unreal. can we can yeah. we talk about that for a second? Yeah, that was, we should. I mean, low. I mean, almost record low water on the gunny. Yep. What was second? It was like second lowest year we've ever had on the Gunnison in history. Yeah. And the dry fly fishing was absolutely unbelievable. Insane. So good. I threw, I'd say probably 70% of the time, ne- even never ever, never fish, never fly fish in my life. All right, we're throwing dry flies. Totally. Check this out. You're going to be able to see 20 to 30 fish a day. You might not catch that many, but you're going to see them. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. I mean, you throw an indicator on or a hopper, and you're like, there, hit it, hit it. And then, well, I didn't see anything, you oh, yeah. know? But you throw a dry fly, they can actually home. Oh, people love it. Uh, hit it. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, you know, if there is a bright side to the low water, yeah, that's it. Because there's no bad water that, you know, it's all holding water when it's that low, you know? I'd have clients be like, where am I casting this, yeah. this caddis? Just in the water. Yeah, just put it there. Put in the water. It, it could be three feet off the boat. You're in fishy yeah. water there. And, I mean, Matt Miller told me for years, he's like, dude, you learn how to dry fly fish and learn how to teach how to cast a dry fly. The amount of clients that are going to come out of the woodworks to fish dry flies is going to be unreal. Because I had multiple people, like, show up for trips, like, had fly fish before, you know, and they were pretty decent at it and traveled a little bit. And they weren't sure what to expect. And you break out a dry fly rig. They're like, oh, I want to do this tomorrow. I'm a bookie again tomorrow. Let's oh, yeah. dry fly fish. Like, okay, cool. And you fish that day. Like, all right, I'm coming back in a week. Let's do it again. And you're like, sweet, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll dry fly fish with you all day. Oh, yeah. It's when And when it works out well, it's it's pretty fun. Absolutely. But. Yep. It made me want to It made me want to start my own uh, fly shop called the, the Vintage Dangler. All I sell is dries <laughs> and snow cones. <laughs> and snow That's cones. That's it. Just royal wolves and snow cones. That's it. And, and if it's not this middle of the summer, then you probably don't want to come to my shop. Because <laughs> you're not going to want a snow cone and fish dries. So. Bomb pops, too. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Snow cones. I don't know where you got the snow cone idea, but I like it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know either, but yeah. Is that five for me? Yep. Okay. I think so. We're moving right along here. We are. That's all right, though. No, this is good. People don't have a long attention span. No. No. Especially the crowd that I'm <laughs> yeah. looking at. Four of the six have already tuned out. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're like, ah, this is, this is BS. So for you last two, here we go. <laughs> Next one on my list is a BLM. Ooh. Beaded little mayfly. Dude, that's a good one. I really like the BLM. Um, this is a really simple pattern. Again, it's a nymph pattern. It's a beadhead nymph. Angel hair body. It's pretty much just like a flash body um, with a little bit of wire. Yeah. It's super, I mean, easy to tie. And I've, I mostly fish it in the copper color. Um, and I think it's imitating a PMD mostly. Yeah. Thing crushes. The copper is probably my favorite. I've... It took me a while to find the material to tie that fly. Yeah. Um, but once I did, yeah, then it was it was game on. Green, I don't fish it too much. I've heard it can either. crush at times. but Yeah, I haven't given enough of a chance. No. And I'd say, again, BLM's not on my list. That's a good, That's what I was like, ooh, that, I didn't even think about that one. That That's definitely, I'd say when I'm struggling on the river and I'm, I'm it's hard to catch fish. I definitely go to the BLM. Yeah. Like I'm going to try this. It's bound to work. I've caught a lot of fish on the BLM. That's a good one to look up. Thanks. And it's super easy. Like you said, it's really easy to tie. It is. It's one material. 
Yeah. Well, wire. Wire. wire yeah. So two materials. Two materials, yeah. basically, in thread. But super simple. That Yeah. That one's a good one, man. Nice work. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. That one's... I didn't even register that when i was going over my list last night that's where i was like man there's so many that could be oh there are Ooh, that's BLM. a that's a big time confidence fly for me i love that fly yeah i do too it's hard to beat oh man i'm like which one do i go with next <laughs> i got a lot of dries on this list i'm not gonna lie to you that's cool i like that um I, i'll go to a nymph though here um i'd say one that's kind of come up in the last couple years the shot glass betas nice um shea gunkel pattern out of colorado and it's i mean it's one of those that it's just super buggy man and it tends to catch fishermen's eye a lot you know and you tend to look at it and you're like oh man i need to have a couple of those you know and then when you do fish i'm like all right i get it it's not one of those where it just catches your eye and not the fish's eye it's definitely one that you will catch a lot of fish on it. I've definitely been on the Arkansas where it's like BWOs start coming off and you throw on a size 18 shot glass, you know, and it's like, boom, 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 just rip snorting and it's good. <laughs> so, and that's, I got turned on to the shot glass on the Arkansas. Um, so I, that one's definitely one of my box that I look to as well, where if I'm, if I know there's bugs coming off, if I know there's betas coming off, I'll go to that. And I, again, I do tie it in like, I'll, I'll tie it with some chartreuse rib at times too. Those <laughs> nice. are hard to find, dude. You yeah, can't, I don't think I've ever seen it with chartreuse. Like red, red bead, brown red bead with chartreuse rib. It's gold. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. Heck yeah. Shot glass. Good call. Was that five each? I got six. That was six each? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I have okay. a feeling there's one coming that we're both sitting on here. Maybe. We'll what find you, out. What do you got? <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're up. <laughs> All right, batter up. Uh, my next one's a dry. Ooh. The Missing Link Caddis. That's a good one. That's a good dry. Yeah. I think it's really supposed to be a caddis cripple, um, but whatever. It is. It, it works really well. Just a little bit of elk hair, yep. antron wings, really slim but flashy body. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a great skating pattern, yeah, too. definitely. Um, so I like fishing it behind a bigger, hacklier, dry, like a stimulator or just a big elk hair. Yeah. Or behind a small chubby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you're throwing double dries or just a single dry, um, that's a great pattern i think that's one thing we didn't really talk about the chubby too where you can tie it in a small size i mean you can Definitely. tie it in a you know 12 or 14 and fish it and it wrecks them oh yeah where i've de I've definitely had you know buddies in the front of the boat like what are you fishing up there what is that oh it's just a small chubby like Micro no chub. shit yep that's where interesting and it's usually yeah. the black and purple one oh, i love that one i yeah. don't fish it enough yeah that's a great one that one is good. I don't even yeah. tie it enough. Yep. What are you doing? I got a old black lab just <laughs> wandering around the house trying to figure out what is going on in his life. He seems happy. Yeah, and he's happy. Go to bed. Good dog. <laughs> um, I like I like just one last thing on that chubby. I like yeah. that black and purple one, and I tie it with a pink wing. 
really the, yeah the dennis rodman Ooh, nice easy I, to see yeah super easy that's what i like to do with those chubbies too is i'll tie like my regular wing posts and then up front i'll do like a pink strip or an orange strip or something like that it's just so people yeah, can see it definitely especially in higher water faster moving water um that one's a, a good one um I even like to do like double the foam on top. I like take two pieces of foam and glue them together. And yeah, it's oh, good yeah. stuff. Now yeah. you can buy the double foam, the double oh, really? foam. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the hopper store. That's a good one to look at. The hopper store. You can buy like this dude has tons of foam for really cheap and it's really good foam. Nice. Um, different colors, the fuzzy foam, you know, and I think you can buy like a big pack of foam for like, four bucks or something like that or three yeah. bucks and nice yeah ships paypal ships it right to you it's good stuff but the hopper Sweet. store check that out legs cool. everything um yeah he's got tons of barred legs and all right a little quick hopper store <laughs> <laughs> put that in there but i'm not sponsored by the hopper store maybe not yet not yet <laughs> all right so you just did the missing link caddis yep that one's a good one i like that a lot Still saving the one that I think we both got here. I'm gonna go back to a dry again, and I'm gonna do, dude. I've been on, an, I've been on a Ferimsky kick, man. Nice. Um, the Ferimsky foam Drake. Yeah, dude, that one's. I, I some people call it the boat Drake. Some people call it the BDE Drake. It's different things, but um, that foam, man. I, I it's hard to venture away from the foam. Yeah, that's um, a sick pattern. It. It's just, it floats so high. It's so buggy with that extended body foam. And when you look into tying it, it's really not that complicated. I remember walking into it going, okay, I'm pretty nervous to tie this fly. I don't really know how I'm going to go about it. But Charlie's Fly Box has it on there. Once you figure it out, it's it's pretty simple. And it's not a lot of materials. But high-vis wing, you know, you can even throw pink on the wing up front too. Oh, yeah. And like... I mean, I tie that. What do I? I've tied in ten to fourteen, and I've definitely had days where it's like I'm throwing double Ferimsky Drakes. You know? Oh yeah, those are good days. Oh, dude, great days on the Taylor. I've had some days like that where you're just crushing them on the Drakes, and it's it's good time. But that, and even with that foam Drake, I mean, you can throw you know a Copper John below it. You can throw a beaded tungsten fly below it, and it's still gonna ride high because of that foam. So, and just the the makeup of that body just sits sits high with the hackle and everything and it's a good fly man really good fly. i like that fly a lot I, like i said i'm on a frimsky train oh great local tire man he's he's only got like four patterns but um it's it's good stuff very good i've i've talked to this <laughs> venturing off a little bit but i talked to a buddy the other night who's like oh yeah i grew up for with frimsky great dude i was like dude i'd love to talk to him about dry fly fishing on the podcast so i don't he's probably not listening but this is a shout out to Ferimsky. hey man love to have you on the podcast and talk dry fly fishing with you because i feel like he's a hidden gem in just sitting in crested butte just ski bum fishing dude just he, this dude was telling me he wins the long cast at the caddis cup every year or something like that or the dude can just cast a mile nice he's just I've never seen him fish, but he's, I've met him a couple times. Super cool dude. But for him, ski dries, look him up. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come on here. Hopefully. Once he, once he hears that shout out, he will. <laughs> I don't also know good. he's going to hear it, but <laughs> yeah, well, probably tomorrow. 
I'm going to send it right to his inbox, just DM, be like, hey, listen to this podcast, dude. Yeah. Give it the okay before we publish it. Yeah. <laughs> Good shout out, too, on Charlie's Flybox, man. Yeah. I mean, you can look up any, almost any pattern on there. And there's really good, you know, instructions and all the materials. And if, I mean, if you're just getting into tying or have been tying for years, you're an expert at tying, whatever, like, again, I'm not sponsored by Charlie's Flybox, but it's a great resource to have. And to be able to look up patterns on his website and he does step-by-step instructions. I mean, he's got tons of books too, but just how to tie basic shit that you have no idea. You know, I've definitely been tying like oh i forgot how to do this step go to charlie's fly box look it up boom there it is with a picture everything how to do it it's good oh yeah definitely good i recommend that one to kids too or just getting yeah. tying yep because the you know a kid can look at those steps and just get it you and know, the, and the like, cool part, yeah, exactly. Know, you know, yeah. they see it once and they're like, I can tie that. The cool part is too, is when, when you click on a certain bug, like you'll go to his website and it's a little confusing, but he actually has a tab that says fly box. You click on that and then it brings up a list of bugs with pictures and you can search, you know, you can go down he's got like 10 different pages. He's got saltwater, freshwater, all kinds of different bugs. And it so can, many flies. continues to grow, but the cool part is when you go in and look up a bug, like let's say you, the RS2, he'll tell you the origin. He'll tell you where, you know, who invented it, how to fish it. He'll tell you what materials you need, what hook to tie it on. And he has all that stuff at his shop or on his online store. Yep. And so you can actually even click a button or I believe you can, where it's like buy materials for this bug pretty much. And it'll, he'll set you up with all that stuff, which is cool. Super cool. Have you ever been in there? Yeah, I have. Nice. Yeah. It's I'm, a cool little shop. I mean, is. it's it's a fly shop, but it's a tying shop. It is a tying shop. I yeah. met him in there. It was cool. And he was there. Nice. He was reorganizing his bins. He was, you know, doing the doing the shop rat work. I've I met him once at um it was an Umqua thing down there and where is that at? Louis Louisville? Louisville, yeah. is that how yeah, we Lu- say it here? Yeah, Louisville. <laughs> well, not in the south. Louisville. Um but uh yeah, he they were doing a tying contest where it was like you can't have a vice or anything like that. And they just give you oh, a cool. bunch of random materials and you're just sitting there holding a the hook. And he was over there <laughs> trying to crank out some flies. That's it's awesome. pretty entertaining to watch, but that sounds it. That's funny. Oh yeah. I just did the foam Drake. I was like, where are we at? Are you up? Am I up? So I'm up. I believe so. All right. I well, believe. Yeah. I just did the foam Drake. Didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ride this Charlie Craven train. Do it into this next pattern. Uh, the mole fly. Yeah. Mole fly is a great emerger pattern or a cripple, whatever you think it is. I think it's a merger. Um, super simple, super deadly, man. Yeah. I don't Basically, fish it enough. Oh, dude, I, I love it. I don't fish it enough because, you you know, I don't tend to fish it from the boat very often because yeah. it's, you know, basically impossible to see. But wading, I do fish it a lot, and especially on picky tail waters yeah. on the tailor. The mole fly is awesome, but it's just beaver dubbing, CDC, thread, and a That's hook. It. Really simple to tie. You can grease them up, too. You can throw some gink on there and grease them up, and just they'll ride just barely on the surface, and that's nice, too. Just, like you said, a merging pattern or something yeah. like that. It's it's I, it's I one of those picky trout flies. Yeah, I, I pretty much always fish this um, on a long, light leader, so I'll 
you know, if, if I'm fishing the mole fly, it's going to be when I'm, you know, when I see rising fish, the water's clear. I can't get super close to the fish, but I can get in casting range, yep. but I know they're going to be, you know, picky or tricky. And I'll typically fish just the one single mole fly. I think it works best that way. And I'll typically fish it half in, half out. So I'll just use like frog's fanny desiccant just on the CEC. Yeah. So it's nice. So it's riding half in and half yep. out. And it's just deadly. It is. And I mean, I, I think a good point too is it, it's a lot like the RS2 and same in, in material wise, I'd say. Um, but I think something we didn't really bring up about that RS2 as well is you can grease it up. Oh, yeah. And it can definitely. ride in the surface there. Instead of fishing it as a nymph, it, you can grease it. And I've had days where picky trout, you know, f- eating very small dries and you throw on an RS2, just ah, I'll give this a go and grease it up. And they same thing. So Absolutely. I think those two flies paired together, they're they're very similar. Um, but, yeah, you can you can fish them a lot of different ways, which is cool. Definitely. Yeah. Good point. That you can drown a you can drown a mole fly too, and I've got some really nice fish drowning yeah. a mole fly too. Yep, just looks like a it's bug just, that's yeah. stuck in the shock. Exactly, it's uh, just it's, it's dead buggy. Yeah, Definitely that one's buggy. a good one, man. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Not gonna lie, I don't tie too many of those or or fish them too much, and I need to. The so tailor is the only reason yeah. I do. Yeah, and I mean you're up there kind of in the heart of the tailor where it's easy to access, and you go do that a lot, which is cool. Yeah, I'm lucky. I live. I literally live right there. Yeah. So that's nice. Mole fly. All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring one up that this is the one I've been sitting on. Okay. And this is another one that, you know, I, I definitely threw some out of the box flies in there, but the Pat's Uber legs, dude, you had to, I had to, it's glad you did. It's one of those that it's, it's a staple. I think in every guide box, and it's one of those flies you can fish year round. And it's probably one of those flies I think on every one of my rigs besides a dry fly rig, it'll be on there. If I'm throwing a hopper dropper with two droppers, it's on there. Yeah. Nymph rig, it's on there. And let you know, unless it's a certain thing, you know, where I'm like, all right, I need to throw two size twenty twos or I'm fishing tailwater or something like Yeah. The the Pat's rubber legs is there. Some people call it a girdle bug, pickle bug. Um, but it's definitely one of those where it's like, all right, before guide season, you're tying, you know, 10, 12,000 of these things oh, in, yeah. in different up. sizes, colors, because you can never have too many of them. And you can, I, I talked about it in one of my episodes, but you can fish them almost like streamers. You can swing them. You can, it's just super buggy, easy to tie. It's three materials plus some lead wire, you know, or however you want to tie it. Um, but it's a staple and it's, like I said, it should be in every guide box around the West. It should be in every fisherman's box, at least have a dozen of them. I'd say, I mean, you can't, it's, it's like, it's always there, man. Good you call. fish it all the time. So Good call. had to, I was like, on my list, you numbered yours, but I just kind of went through my like yeah. pheasant tail was number one. Yeah, uber legs was number two. Nice, was like, and I call it the uber legs, but it's the I pads. like that. Yeah, it's I the pads that. rubber legs. I just call it the turd. The yeah, it's a turd fly, pickle the clawson. The you can call it all kinds of <laughs> shit. Good call. That's I did eight so far. Yeah. Okay, so we're on to number nine. Uh, I'm gonna do. Zebra midge. 
Ooh. Thought about it. Yeah. I thought about it too. That's kind of one of my backups. Uh, but uh, no, but it's a great, it's a great pattern. And for the same reasons, I mean, it's a, it's a guide fly. It's easy to tie. Looks like a lot of different stuff. And you can really get creative with the colors you tie it in, you know. Definitely. So it's, it's just, it's easy and it works. Yeah. What more I mean, is there to say? Yeah. Why fix what ain't broke? You know, I mean, exactly. it, it fishes like a son of a gun. And it's, again, it's a, it can be used for a lot of different applications, tailwaters, free stones. I mean, if midges are out, it's bound to work. Yep. Yeah. Do you, do you tie, I like to tie mine tungsten beads. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I tie them in glass beads as well occasionally, but the tungsten, I don't know. I have better luck with the tungsten, maybe just getting down in the zone. Who knows? Yeah. I I don't tie them with glass beads too much. I, I maybe should experiment with that, but. No, I usually time to be a small, heavy bug. I think, you know, for that bug in my mind, I have a lot of confidence because when it's when it's heavy, you just get that little bit more strike detection. There's a little less slack to that small bug. Yeah. And so definitely you pick up those subtle strikes quicker. Yep. I could see that for sure. I like I mean, again, another staple in a box. I think that's kind of why we're going over a lot of this too, is just kind of, these are, these are flies that either we like or that are in our guide boxes yep. or they should be staples in your boxes Really, like hint, hint, these are flies you should have. And I feel totally. like zebra midge is definitely one of those people are like, Oh, come on. You know, like, of course I got zebra midges. You it's know? too easy. Yeah. But it is one that definitely people, I don't think they think about enough at times. Too. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. But it's it's simple. It works. It's good. I like white, too. Tying them in white. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Nice. Yeah, white with copper. I like that. Nice. Um, I haven't done that. But purple, black, I mean, yeah. brown. Yeah, they're all midges, any color. Yeah. It's crazy. Fish eat them. Yep. Fish Man, eat I'm, small stuff. I'm getting down to the nitty-gritty here. I feel like I didn't get enough. <laughs> I know. I, I think I after, write down enough. after we do our 10, we should do each do one up and coming fly. Ooh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one. I'll be thinking about that Kay. here. But we don't have to, but no, we, we definitely can. Because, yeah. you know, when you turn it up to 10, sometimes you want to just go to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Spinal tap. I'm going to have to grab a beer real quick. Let's do it. Do you need a beer? Please. Okay, I'll grab a beer. I was gonna say I don't know what you should talk about while I grab a beer, but oh, you want? I me think to, I okay. think you got it. I'll do a monologue then. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here in Cam's recording studio, <laughs> also known as his dining room table. And for those of you who don't know this about Cam, he's actually a really, really good chef. And when I got over here, he greeted me. With some bacon-wrapped duck, duck that he had harvested. It was absolutely to die for. It had uh, mango and jalapeno also within the bacon wrapping. Thank you again. Yeah, dude, definitely. Like I said, I got got some elk, too. I mean, it's ready to rock. We can do whatever. It's up to you. You're the Um, man. Yeah, dude, I figured, I mean, you're coming out. Yeah, coming all the way out here. I live outside of Gunnison now, so 
I'm you're in the sticks. I'm in the sticks, dude. It's I'm, way out here on to me. I barely have internet to upload this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> might have to go to the library. Yeah, might have make to a special trip. Go down to the college and upload the podcast for everybody. Um, but yeah, dude, I figured you'd come all the way out here. I appreciate you getting on the podcast and uh, talking with me because, like I said, it's uh, it's definitely tougher than I thought to find people to do it. Um, I I talk to a lot of people, or I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, I get a little nervous doing it too. I mean, you just it's weird kind of sitting down and just staring at somebody and talking. But once you get into it, it's pretty easy. You're, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's not too hard. So again, appreciate you coming on. You're the man for doing that. Thanks. Um, and thanks for the kind words about the duck, dude. I oh, love that. Was that so recipe. good. I love that recipe. You know, when you eat when you eat like uh, you know game that people you know have harvested themselves. You never really know what you're going to get because yeah. sometimes you're like, ooh, man, this is really gamey. Yeah. But sometimes you get what we got tonight, and I was like, holy, Dude, it's that like, is good. A lot of people, like, I we're getting off topic, but that's all right because, I mean, whatever. It's my podcast, I guess. <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever. But, it's your world. Um, with the duck, dude, like, I've definitely eaten some really bad duck, wild duck. You know, sure. it's like, oh, man, it just tastes like mud. It tastes like marsh. But yeah. I'll try and brine duck for like a good 48 hours before I cook it. Or what I'll do is I'll brine it and then vacuum seal it and let it sit in the fridge vacuum seal, just sit in all those juices for a week or so and then cook it. Wow. And that tends to work out pretty good. It's good dedication. Stuff. Yeah. Got to you. That's what the a chef, chef does. Chef life. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so I think you're on your number two fly now oh i gotta go to like my secret secret flies get so this is number nine for me correct okay ah it's tough i have a couple i don't want to like like i said i want to talk about off the air but i'm gonna throw one out there right now that everyone should know but again another dry that i like the peterbach caddis um nice foam hackle elk air simple Easy to tie. Proportions are a little tough to get right when you are tying it, but once you do, you can crank out a couple dozen pretty easily. And again, like I said earlier, I've moved towards the dries that have foam on them or I don't have to maintain as much. And that's that's my preference, you know, as, as a guide fishing it with clients. You know, I want something that they can see that floats high that they don't have to maintain. I don't have to maintain. Yeah. You know, the... The harder I have to work to maintain those bugs and the harder they're going to have to work to maintain them, the harder it's going to be to catch fish. So the Peterbrock caddis, love it. I like it in black mainly. I tie it in a black foam body. Oh, okay. And that tends to work out pretty well. And it, I, I tie it a little bit smaller. I'll tie it in a 16 or an 18 and tie that behind a, a bigger caddis or bigger stimmy or something like that. So it's definitely one of those that you can – pull out of the box and be like this is bound to see a fish come up so very cool yeah definitely one i i a dry i look to quite often do you ever fish uh beetle patterns i don't man i don't either i've heard like i've heard of people fishing them like i, yeah. I guess the closest i it's not even beetle pattern i guess never mind i was gonna say the closest i could get is like hippie stomper or yeah bat albert or something sure you know, but yeah um and those are definitely, I mean, again, honorable mentions where it's like, definitely. I like fishing those on small creeks and oh, yeah. the fat Albert's sweet. It's not good in fast current. It doesn't like the fast current, but right. that's why the chubby's there. 
That's yep. why somebody invented the chubby. Oh yeah. But yeah, so Peter Brockatus. Cool. That's a good that's a good uh yeah. really good choice. When you said black, that's what made me think of the Beatle thing. Yeah. That's kind of a Beatle-y, you know. It is. And like like I said, I, I don't even tie Beatles really. I don't either really. There's a guy who comes into our shop every summer. He's he's come once a year ever since I've worked at Willowfly and he always gives whoever's around if you're standing around he's going to give you some of these beetles that he ties and he swears by them and he'll huh. talk your ear off about them he's like this is the best pattern we've ever fished you got to fish this thing and it's such a simple bug it's like thread foam rubber legs and just a little bit of like it's black foam but there's a little bit of pink foam on the top huh. i don't so even see, remember the yeah. name of, it, of the pattern but i read he an swears article. by it I read an article the other day about beetles where it is the same thing. Like, if you don't fish beetles, then you're missing out. It's huh. I've done it a couple times as, like, a move of desperation. Like, in the, just the dog days of summer yeah. when it's hot. And I'm like, man, what if we just – there's try no hatch. Some, yeah, what if we just smack a beetle down on yeah. the bank? But not too much success. But, you know, in small streams and stuff for sure. All right. I think I'm at my number one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, see, you went, you went ordered. Well, that, was, I, that I, was a good way to do it. I kind of did, but they could all be my number one. It just yeah. depends on the time. But this one is kind of near and dear to my heart. This is an old school pattern. I learned about this when I moved to the Gunnison Valley. Um, some of the old sages that I fished with here taught me about this pattern and sweared by it. And I've had a lot of success with this. And what's cool about this bug is you can actually tie this a lot of different ways. You can tie it as a dry, you can tie it as a nymph, tie it as a wet fly and swing it, and you can even fish it as a streamer. I'm trying to think of what this could be, but I have no idea right now. So this is the all-encompassing fly. Um, it's the Western Coachman. Ah, yep, that's a good one. You know, and it, it, it's it's derived from the Royal Coachman. It's an old-school pattern. Typically, I will fish this. You know, uh, just because I'm guiding, uh, typically I'll fish it either dead drift as like a stonefly nymph, or I'll fish it as a small trailer behind a streamer, um, and it works really well that way too. But but it's a super versatile bug, and and it's really cool, and it's so simple, and it's kind of like the Pat's rubber yep. legs. When you look at this fly, yeah, you're like that thing's dumb looking. Yeah, it looks stupid, but. But it, it works. It works. And I don't know why it works. Like, to me, if you were to say you can fish this Western Coachman or you can fish a Prince Nymph, 10 out of 10 times I'd take the Western Coachman. And, the, I mean, the Prince Nymph is kind of just – it's a new version of a Western Coachman, I feel like. It's the same materials almost. Yeah, you I mean, know, it's same color scheme. Really everything. similar, right? Yeah. But, uh, but to me, I have so much more confidence in the Western Coachman. Yeah. But I think it's a totally – nowadays it's a totally underrated fly and it's actually kind of hard to find it is commercially yeah um you pretty much kind of have to tie it but it's a pretty easy tie that's a good one it's crazy to think about too i mean like i've definitely been through you know my dad's old fly boxes my grandfather's old fly box stuff like that or stuff that's been accumulated over time and just oh, yeah. sat in bags for 20 years you know and you go through and you're like this is what people used to fish. I know, right? Like this, these are flies that they, but then you think about it now and you're like, yeah, I could see it. Totally. That would work. Yeah. And I mean, imagine breaking out those flies now and, you know, fishing them and like, hmm, 
Yeah, it works, man. Yeah. It totally works. <laughs> I tell you what. Crazy. Go into Burfields, man. I know we talked Ooh. about Burfields last time we were on we a did. podcast. Yeah. Here, but um, they're going to have some of this old school stuff, and it still works. Just got to like, fish it, man. You got to get in the water, see if it works. And he would have something like that. Oh, too. yeah, he would. You know, he's probably got boxes of shit like that. Or it's just old wet flies that are just tied with duck feathers and peacock and just random crap put together but they work oh yeah if you're willing to risk the hantavirus to dig <laughs> dig to get them go for it <laughs> go into that shop and check it out That's oh awesome. man shout out to burfields again yeah again there you are so i'm definitely down to the nitty-gritty here because i didn't i should have went in order like you did kind of numbered it um i feel like you have been doing that though You've a been little bit, yeah. I've been fly. jumping around a little bit, yeah, and organizing on the fly. I've been going through different notes and like, okay, which one did I forget to write down that I need to talk about? Cam's literally got four different notepads in front of him. I do. That's not an exaggeration. No, it's not. And I usually have that at all time when I'm trying to like figure out. So I'm like, okay, it's on this one, it's on that one, it's on this one. Um, this one is, it's not necessarily. I wouldn't say a staple. And I won't lie, I don't know the real name of the fly. Ooh. Um, I've, yeah, this is the hard part. It's hard to search. Um, I can tell you where to find it. I'm not going to, though. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we need one secret. This is this is definitely one that I'll tell you is a secret that I, I will say on, a, on air. Um, again, it's Matt Miller that he showed me. On the Ark, those boys know some flies on the Ark. Yes, they, they do. The amount of bugs over there is just unbelievable. Such a healthy river. And I think that being able to be good at fishing the arc can be tough because there's so many bug options that it's hard to figure out just what they're eating. Yeah. Um, but this is one that I know is a staple in his box. Um, and again, Matt Miller, I don't know if you're listening, but I won't throw it all out there because it is a hard fly to t- find um oh pat's getting his pin ready he's already um taking notes he's always called it the hydrocyte caddis um, okay and we call it the hydrostoke just joking around you know but so i've written down as a hydrostoke but it's weird if, if you search hydrocyte caddis on google there's things that come up um and it's a different kind of caddis it's i believe it's a web spinning caddis um but they sit a little bit higher in the column. Um, and they use these webs to pull food, algae, different kinds of stuff like that, and be able to eat off of it. But it's a bug that sits higher in the column. Um, again, I know where you can find the pattern, and I tie it myself now, but the materials are pretty hard to find to get it. I'll show you one after the show here, Pat. But um, Sweet. It's... It's it's a cream colored caddis too. Okay, but again, it, it sits a little bit higher in the column, and when you're seeing, usually the only time I fish is when you're seeing a lot of caddis out flying around and on bouncing on the top of water, but you're not seeing fish eating them. You know, or you're throwing dries, and you're not getting anything to come up and eat those dries. Yep. The hydrocyc, it's like, yep, this is the fly I gotta throw right now because it just sits. I mean, again, it sits in that right part of the column hmm. where it's almost like those caddis coming up and hatching unweighted bug it's got a bead on it but okay. it's a brass bead 
Yeah. Um, and you don't throw it's any more. Yeah. So it's not real heavy and you don't throw any more weight on there when you tie it. Um, it's got some soft tackle and some flash in it. It, it almost looks like that cat is kind of coming out of that casing, kind of getting ready to hatch. Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, like I said, I don't know the real name of it. I, I, I can show you where to find it. I can, and maybe I will, but it is one of those secrets that Matt Miller is like, dude, this is one you can't like show too many people. But again, you can search it on Google, hydrocyte caddis. You're not going to find it. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I've always known it as the hydrocyte. Yeah. Because it was a hand me down fly. Like, here, you right. got to check this one out. It's called a hydrocyte. So I don't know the real name. That makes it special, though. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's one of those, like, it's special to me. That's very where cool. Where it's one of my favorites. And again, it's a staple in Matt Miller's box on the arc. It's become more of a staple in my box nowadays, where it's like, again, caddis are fluttering. They're out. They're about nothing's eaten on top throw the hydrocyte that's awesome yeah i don't fish enough caddis pupa i don't either man because it's hard i i I think that's one of the out of all the different aquatic insects you know your mayflies stoneflies caddis midges i think a pupating caddis is one of the hardest ones to imitate it's tough and when you dial in a pattern like that that is that's special and it's definitely one where it's like Again, yeah, it's the go-to caddis for me, caddis nymph. And I don't throw a lot of caddis nymphs, like you said. Like, me I mean, I, I don't throw the case caddis nymphs. I don't throw hardly any caddis nymphs. No, for me, it's like, you know, if, if I had to pick a top one, it'd just be a hare's ear. Yeah, you know? or a pheasant tail. You right. Know? It's you easy know? as that. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, so like I said, you're not going to be able to find it. But Very I'll, cool. I'll show you. I'll show you a couple bugs later after this. But Sweet. That is my 10th. Very cool. Um, good list man same with you dude i i thought we were gonna have more that we're gonna no we were we overlap were. but we did we i think we thought about it a little bit too much but that's no, good it was good yeah i learned some things i from thought you. the worm was gonna come up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, I did too i thought you were gonna say the i worm. almost had the worm on my list but i was like ah the worm like i like the worm but i don't love the worm. we were gonna you know? give each other a hard time yeah the exactly i said the worm, can't so. say the worm but yeah, you feel like a total douche so Here's what I thought about. If you had five flies to fish for the rest of your life, okay, would they be on that list? Ooh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think if I if I had to pick five from this list, I think I could catch fish the rest of my life. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure. talking like you can tie the same pattern, but different colors, different sizes, stuff like that. You oh can yeah, vary, but I mean. Yeah, five flies to fish the rest of your life. That's they got to be on that list. Totally, I know mine are. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I could. That's what I was thinking about. Like, I've heard that question, or it's like, if I had five flies to fish, yeah, or even three flies to fish, it's like, yep, I know exactly what they'd be. Totally, definitely. Pass rubber legs would be on there. Oh yeah, it's a fish catcher. It I is. I mean, uh, and when I think about that, like five fish to fish the rest of my life. There's so many different scenarios that can go through your head. Like, am I fishing for survival? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if you had to fish for survival, you know, that one's a tough one. Yeah, you probably want a pats on there. Yeah, I'd want a pats on there. Yeah. I mean, if I was just if I just had to eat fish, I mean Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that one's tough. Like, I mean, sit down, you can really break down your boxes that way too, you know. Like I've I've read a lot of articles, talked to a lot of people who say stuff like that as well, where they're like, you know, you only really need five flies. Yeah. You know, and you can tie them in different sizes, colors again. But 
look at your boxes as well. And when you go to buy flies or anything like that, be like, what do I, do I really need that? Yeah. yeah. That's a tough part. It is. It, it's, I don't want to put fly tires out of business. I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, I know. I don't want yeah. to put commercial tires out of business by being like, you only need a pheasant tail. You only need a worm, a rubber legs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think a smart way to go about that is, you know, the fly, a fly that you have confidence in, you know, like a pheasant tail when you're in the fly shop, you know, just look for something that's got a little variation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of those types of patterns, but you don't have to get crazy with it. Just look for something that's got a little, something that's a little different. And same thing really when you're tying, you yeah. know, if you can take any of these patterns and just change one thing to make it a little different, make it your own, do that. That's the beauty of tying. And yeah. That's something that the creativity part. Yeah. It's so much fun. And then you go out and you have a great day on your pattern and you're like, maybe it was because yeah. I changed that one thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you like, know. oh, I added CDC to this pheasant tail and now it's working like it never worked before. And you're like, yep, one thing, you know. So cool. Not saying the CDC pheasant tail is original, but I mean. Yeah, but y- who knows? invented that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's can, a lot of that. I, yeah, that's the cool part about it is you can take a lot of these flies that we talked about tonight and just break them down and do something different, do different colors. Like I talked about the tongue teaser using wire rib, you know. And I tie a lot too, and so that that's a big advantage for me where I can change bugs and look at patterns and go, oh, I didn't like this about that. I'm going to change it this way. Um, so that's cool. If you get into tying, you can do that and – Definitely be a little bit more creative with some things, but oh yeah, yeah. You you just and when you tie too, you know, like for me especially, like uh, you know, for guiding and stuff. And you're going throughout the course of the season, the water le- levels are changing. You really start to pay attention to things like how much weight is in your oh, flies. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You know, these flies I did uh, lead wrap in. These yeah. ones I didn't. You know, these ones have beads. These ones don't. This one's tungsten. This one's brass. Exactly. Like, it's hard, and it's hard once you get into it. Like, once you start looking at your fly box and be like, "Oh shit, which ones did I tie in tungsten? Which ones are brass? Like, right. am I really gonna put them in each hand and try and weigh them out? Like, right. this one feels heavier. You yeah, know? you don't yeah. know. Right. Like, I I know people who actually like use scales when they tie their flies, like, and they'll weigh them out and be like, sure. okay, this is this weight. And then they categorize them in boxes, which is getting a oh, little yeah. too anal. But I mean, you, especially as a guide, I think you have to at times because, you know, our, our jobs rely on it. You know, that's what oh, we're yeah. passionate about is catching fish and watching people catch fish. And if you go out there and you don't catch anything and it's like, that's a tough day, you know, and like, yeah. it it's, might not be, it, it's not the day that clients are looking for, you know, obviously. So we have to think a little bit more about it. Um, but I know like when I start tying, like winter, I mean, it's coming up where I'm going to get bored and it's like, all right, I got to start cranking out flies every day. You know, I'll tie for at least an hour or two every day and even at night or whatever. Yep. But you start to think about like, okay, what flies do I need for the beginning of season? Yep. How many of them do I need? What colors? I'm going to start there. And then I'm going to start going throughout the season. Okay. Water level starting to drop. All right. Now what do I need? Okay. Now we're in fall. What do I need there? So actually I'll, I'll make a list and like put it right at my fly tying table. I'm a list guy. Me too. <laughs> With all the notepads I have, I'm a list kind of guy. 
So I actually make a list of, okay, I need this many of this fly in these colors. I need this many of this fly and I'll break it down through season. And I know there's certain flies that have been brought up. Like tonight you brought up flies that I'm definitely going to research and tie. And, you know, like it's one of those things that as a guide, I think you have to do. And if you're passionate about it, I think being a tire and getting into that is, it kind of changes the game a little bit for you. And it makes Definitely. it makes it more your thing too, you know. Like, I mean, I I know when I fish or guide, I I like to tell clients. I I think it's true too. I like to believe it's true, but I I usually tell them about eighty to eighty five percent of the flies we fish are my ties. There's certain ones I just don't tie. Oh yeah, you know, I'm just like, Same. hey, I need these, but I don't tie them. Like, I mean, two bits. Yeah, I just can't ever get it right, so I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna tie two bits. Yep, but. And occasionally you need a dozen of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're expensive and they suck to buy. But <laughs> you need them. Come to Will yeah. of Fly Anglers. <laughs> yeah. We don't charge extra go. for two bits. Plug it. Yep. You don't? No. Nope. Oh, I'm coming up there next then. Come get our two bits so you get the guide price with no extra charge. Heck, yeah. That's good to know. Great streamer prices, too. I believe you've told me that before. That you guys have better streamer prices than anybody. The reason is because we are on the tailor and we sell so many small midges and stuff, which are cheap, right? Yeah. For us to buy. And so we can offset that by charging less for our big flies, nice. our more expensive flies. That's sweet. That's so a, that's just awesome. so you guys know. Yeah. Give you guy a discount. Come on in. If Three you're Rivers, Will Fly Anglers. Check them out. Check them out on Instagram. Yep. Pat's always on there updating it, fishing. Where were you fishing the other day? The east. You're fishing the east? Yep. No, you're uh We fished the east and we fished the Gunnison. We went and scouted out a couple of our, our lease okay. properties. Okay. Yep. On the east and the gunny. The east was a little tough, but I think it might have been a little early in the day. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. It was snowy and it was fun. I saw that. Looked sweet. Yeah. And then we went to the gunny and we stuck some fish on the gunny. Nice. Yeah, and that was it was it was it was cool, man. Uh, you know, it's funny seeing it at winter flows right now. You're like, oh, it looks like th- it did all summer. Yeah, we could float it right now. Oh yeah, but no, there's some places where you're like, I I won't cross right now in winter. Yeah, that ice. I mean, those ice come off the banks and it just kind of pushes that water towards the middle and it gets a little. You're like, man, I could have walked all the way across this in the summer, but now I can't. Yep. Seems like there's more water. I think there is because nobody's irrigating. Yeah. Yeah. Also that, yeah. Pretty wild. That's a huge thing, too. We can talk about that on another one. We will. Let's do this again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This was fun. It was cool talking about our, our different flies, and I learned a lot. Hopefully, so everybody did else did. Um, but, yeah, Pat, thanks for being on the podcast. Patrick Blockdale, look him up. Um, Instagram, look up Will Fly Anglers. Um, the dude's pretty entertaining. He's got <laughs> some, some funny shit to say. Um And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, good times.